हाय थैंक यू फॉर शोइंग योर इंटरेस्ट इन इंटीग्रेटेड वेस्टलैंड डेवलपमेंट प्रोजेक्ट द प्रोजेक्ट्स फॉर फ्यूचर प्रूफिंग योर बिजनेस एंड आल्सो इम्प्रूविंग द एंटायर इकोनॉमी विद डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड ओनरशिप एंड कम्युनिटी इन्वॉल्वमेंट ऑफ कम्युनिटी इन एग्रीकल्चर हैज़ गॉट अ हिस्ट्री ऑफ फाइव थाउजेंड and india was india has seen the most glorious time the golden age when our agriculture was the best but today it is not that so today we have an expert india's top expert in integrated wasteland development mr ml manto a man from kashmir a family known for apple orchards and he is a horticulturist by profession and his doctorate subject is orange he has worked in government he has worked in multinationals and he has worked as an advisor to bring profit from farm to boardroom this is the theme of our today's discussion with mr mantu he'll explain us how integrated wasteland development is the best investment opportunity for large family offices multinationals and also people who want to make it big and bigger thank you mr mantu my question to you is what is unique about your model and why somebody should invest in integrated wasteland projects when agriculture is uh, not showing enough returns right of course real estate okay. is falling down agriculture farmers are suiciding and you are saying that there is a Some money in integrated wasteland development yes how come so let me start with uh, what is integrated wasteland development is uh, that there is a large chunk of land if you you spoke about uh, regular agriculture the holding size has shrunk to less than 1 hectare across the country so that means each farm farmers holding average holding is less than 1 hectare in in fact some places it is uh, less than half an acre or uh, less than 1 acre yeah so agriculture uh, problem is uh, so less that is holding. the holding size holding size uh, the problem start with holding size and then it escalates to cost of capital capital technological equipment technological utilization gaps. and all those things at production and productivity all those things now integrated wasteland development starts with their very large size uh, project of say our unit size is uh, 1000 hectares which is about 2500 acres now this could be anywhere wasteland we actually should be calling it a degraded land or unutilized land not even degraded also unutilized land but so currently the definition is there how much so wasteland is there in the country 63.85 million hectares and total. is there any plan indian government want to develop the wasteland the prime minister has given a call to develop 26 million hectares of uh, wastelands by 2030 and we have we as a group have taken the responsibility of developing 1 million hectares by 2030 which is about 10 years now are you going to buy 1 million hectare are you saying no so there is zero land cost because the land belongs to the government 
it is the state government actually so land is going to be leased to a cooperative of local farmers which will be registered locally there won't be an any outsider and all the assets created on that land would also belong to the same cooperative local cooperative so which means so cooperative you mean fpos farmer producer organization yes, farmers uh, producers organization or a cooperative society okay. so either way it is the same thing actually okay so they remain the owners of they actually remain the owners of part land and the rest of the land actually remains with the government itself it's only leased to the cooperative and cooperative is also uh, by the farmers of the local area only so in your projects what is the initial lease period it has to start with about 30 to 40 years and okay. to be extended by a couple of installments of similar uh, yes so you are saying that an investor can invest in a large scale agriculture product project without owning the land oh yes okay. oh yes because the profits will start actually flowing in because there is zero cost for the land and for the government it's a win win situation for the government for the local people and for the people who are developing it it's going to be a win win situation for everybody because the land is already there for the government because it's not producing anything so they don't have any problem in leasing it out and farmers are sitting there without any work so the human resources are locally available and i think sir you are i i heard that you are talking to international agencies like uh, ifc washington and world bank for the soft loan because uh, the capital requirement is huge for this kind of large project and in your past experience you have got the approvals also can you share little bit about that yes now when we are talking about developing uh, 1000 hectares of land if we take this, this as an example so which means uh, this would be extending say couple of kilometers in each direction which means there would be around 300 to 400 crore over the period of 8 years you will be requiring as a investment yes. so it would be required for fencing it would be required for developing irrigation sources and the irrigation systems and then the little bit for land development and planting materials human resource so lot of capital is required but the major capital which was going to be used for land purchasing is eliminated completely and that elimination actually brings in the property. roi so friends uh, the roi of ladakh project uh, as expressed by mr manto is between 20 to 25% and in ladakh he has successfully cultivated 25 crops out of 27 crops trialed and finally he is now planning to focus on four crops one is uh, saffron hing apple and apricot and also agroforestry and layberry so with this very very laser sharp focus large scale project and supported well by the local community and the government there cannot be any other win win solution and any sustainable environment friendly solution these projects which are community uh, interest projects and community development projects because this addresses the various socio economic uh, problems of the country which have no, never been attempted uh, or solved so far can be solved through this uh... so mr manto i when i was in my school days i i read a, a revolution called bhutan by vinoba bhave 
वेर इन ही सेट की एवरीबडी शुड बिकम लैंड ओनर सो इन दिस इन योर मॉडल हाउ डिफरेंट योर मॉडल इज बिकॉज यू आर ऑल्सो मेकिंग एवरी लैंडलेस एंड लैंड ओनर बट वट नेक्स्ट विनोबा बावे जी द आर्किटेक्ट ऑफ भूदान वॉज अ सेंटली पर्सन एंड आई पे रेस्पेक्ट टू हिम एवरी डे बट आवर मॉडल एक्चुअली गोज बियॉन्ड दैट बिकॉज ही टूक लैंड फ्रॉम rich farmers and rich farmers gave him only the wasteland and uh, distributed it among the poor farmers and poor farmers were poor enough to not to use it because uh, they didn't have the resources to develop wastelands now small patches of wastelands cannot be developed haphazardly so unless there is a proper strategy for irrigation source developments and uh, fencing and uh, new absorption of new technology it cannot be developed so easily by a poor person it needs resources at the very basic uh, starting point which are not available with the poor farmer so our model goes beyond budan i call it budan 2 that was a budan 1 this is budan 2 because we give a part of developed land to the local farmer or land and i farmer. think here the our honored prime minister mr narendra modi ji has actually hugged this concept and he has declared that 26 million hectare of wasteland of the country should actually be converted or restored into agriculture land and in your model if this can happen it will become a a very big revolution to help the world's food chain and world food supply isn't it I am grateful to honorable prime minister who is a great visionary this country has produced and I happened to meet him sometime back and uh, left many reports with him one of them was uh, integrated based land development and I am so happy to tell everyone that uh, he has finally adopted that concept and given the country a new goal which will uh, make India the supplier of food grains to the whole world i have one question but which is a doubt in a common man's mind that you know land is the problem of all disputes whether they are you know uh, so land has always created battle fights and wars now in your model how are you addressing these problems no we are not touching the land uh, ownership at all anywhere so all the problems start with land ownership when ownership start transferred or acquired so or played with so problem starts there we leave the land ownership on one side we don't touch it at all so if it is government land we leave it with the government and part of that land is then given to landless people sir as an investor investor might have a feeling that if this land ownership is not with him why he should invest because what he is going to get out of it can you explain why should you own the land to cultivate land i have uh, i don't understand that point no. you need to cultivate land produce products out of it and leave it there itself so enjoy you are so saying that en- enjoy the enjoy the right of the produce enjoy yes. the profits of the produce exactly. rather than enjoying the ownership because ownership will ownership, not give any not... enjoyment to the owner because owner will get more enemies exactly that's the point so ownership is only notional otherwise you are not going to carry land anywhere even upstairs you are not going to carry land 
So what you are going to actually make money with now, is the produce. Now I have a question which most of the investors ask that okay when my payback period will start how much money you will need when and uh, where you are going to spend so some basic questions so would you like to touch so upon that about uh, if there is a project of say 1000 hectares 2500 acres over a period of 8 years it may, might require say 350 to 400 crores for example yeah which is on, which is basically a, so around it, 17 to 20 lakh rupees per acre for capital expenditure and maybe recurring expenditure uh, over a period of 8 years sort of thing cultivating different value added crops and uh, high value crops now <clears throat> this should easily give uh, we have calculated the uh, rate of its return for the investor would be about uh, 20 to 25% after giving say about 50% to the farmers so 50% is available for the investor which should which is good enough for his investments yeah because he is not investing in the land he is not investing in the exactly uh, so he is investing in the uh, directly revenue generating activities exactly now now the question comes that if the payback period is so long then uh, what are the various sources of fund you are contemplating to so develop these kind of projects initially it starts with the farmers own contribution or villagers contribution rather to say because not everybody is a farmer because uh, some villagers are landless and some villagers are, have land and they are not uh, farming so everybody is not a farmer so what we do is we make the households as uh, members of this one unit cooperative household unit uh, and then distribute equal amount of land from this project to the Uh, villages of that particular village and then they contribute as nominal amount say about 55 to 58000 rupees per household and they get approximately 1.5 acres of land transferred in their own name which they cannot sell which they cannot change the land use and because uh, it remain the part of the overall project development it remains the part of the project only only the ownership is transferred in the paper itself Okay. so that they don't remain landless for generations that is it and then we get the next installment from csr by corporates and third is we tap various grants and subsidies from the government fourth is uh, then we go private investor the consortium of private investor investors and then finally In- international there is a shortfall then we go for soft loans from say adb or ifc wonderful so sir in this model uh, you are saying that the capital source is not uh, a problem because there are five source of money but uh, it's as terms of strategy it is a central command and control for five years how uh, it is going me, to run let, let me also come back to the very first question when you said that uh, if agriculture regular agriculture is not generating profits how can integrated wasteland development uh, generate profit now regular agriculture as the holding size is very small is not able to attract necessary capital yes from various sources is not av- uh, attracting technologies it's not attracting equipment you cannot use heavy machinery on the small holding so 
you have all the disadvantages disadvantages you can name all the disadvantages your cost of capital is way too high from the local money lenders no it's uh, capital is not available also yeah and if it is available very high cost is at a very high cost 24 interest, to 36% cost no, people are no i paying. would say it is even up to 100% of uh, yeah. interest rate so which is good enough to kill him 10 times in this lifetime yeah not once 10 times so in this case large size project you have got uh, and this is a community development project farming is not taken as a community development project farming is a solo project solo project that is where the zamindari started and so, the zamindari actually and farmers are farming. treated actually with suspicion not uh, as an andata so integrated wasteland development on the other hand where you have zero land cost is taken as an uh, community development project and effort it attracts finance from say five to six different sources and is ready to absorb any amount of uh, technological advancements and you can have fantastic irrigation systems high tech irrigation system when best coming back to technology because now ag tech sector agriculture technology sector has seen uh, more than 3 to 4 billion dollar investment worldwide now in this sector there is a huge possibility of monetizable data to come out from agriculture because all the climatic data all the production data marketing data there are a huge number number of data sets in your past you have worked with nasa also for your integrated wasteland development project would you throw some light that how technology you are going to use now in, in these large community driven projects or well, there is no end to using uh, technology it could be say from there are number of data points in uh, Uh, agriculture actually it starts with uh, say soil itself so you can have number of sensors in the soil which will trace the moisture content as well as the nutrition of the soil and then it goes to the plants and goes to the irrigation system and then it goes to uh, pest control diseases uh, and then it goes to ripening and maturity and the harvesting of the crop and then it goes post harvest uh, sector so there are n number of data points being generated and then there are outside factors which have direct influence on agriculture like for example wind sunlight clouds rain rainfall storms so <coughs> timely and untimely uh, moisture uh, content in the atmosphere so there are n number of data points which is uh, of very high value and uh, so technology has a fantastic role to play there to say preempt the damages caused by various storms you can have different crops planted in advance after knowing the these data points and uh, analysis of these data points so friends uh, after listening to mr manto about the farm to boardroom now i understand that his 40 year of experience in various aspect of integrated wasteland development be it technology be it horticulture be it the the political system socio economic transformation so he is a man with uh, intense knowledge so mr manto my question and thank you for answering all those questions very honestly my question is that you know would you be available for the world for any kind of you know knowledge sharing or a consultancy because as a person there is always a limitation to scale up
but uh, this is the need of the hour so how do you plan to venture into a consultancy because lot of data companies edtech companies and seed company pharma company they need backward integration some companies need forward integration so how do you propose the integrated vision and development theme of yours should be percolated to all over world so way back in uh, 98 when i went to ifc washington after they gave me the consent letter in the very first meeting uh, for about 40% funding that time the last question was am i available for some projects in africa similar projects i had said yes but i couldn't uh, do anything about it because i, I had uh, joined government of india after return from the, there and then a lot of things happened in my personal life so i could not uh, give mo- more time for the consultancy now we have already initiated the dialogue with ifc washington that we could start jointly some projects in africa and they are ready now so it is not only africa but whole of country we are available we are forming a special team as a foundation so islam soflam even already registered where we are bringing in top ranking uh, officials expertise. and experts nationally and internationally and uh, <clears throat> this organization will be available for consultancy purposes and we can actually we are talking about uh, hand holding thousands of projects across the country and right also now. outside india and outside india of course thank you very much for this very very enlightening uh, interview uh, with us and uh, myself rishab savansuka i'm glad to hear all those things which are like you know uh, going to change the new order of the world and it is going to support that we can say that no poverty no hunger the new world no one will sleep hungry that's great thank you very much sir thank you and i think a lot of people investors now have got the clues and we are open to get your queries answered by our expert mr ml mantu thank you very much perfect thank you